There's something different to start the episode with. (laughs) Something very different, folks. Very different. Welcome to episode 19, and today we're discussing a load of stuff, as it seems. Um, There's going to be new segments in the podcast, in the audio blog. I've got Imaginary Andy. Say hello, Imaginary Andy. Hello. (laughs) Um... Andy, do you want to discuss anything on this blog with me, or um, or whatever you want to discuss, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about dreams and visions again. I didn't discuss it a couple of episodes back, and should have done. And uh, I kind of wanted to go off on a big, big tangent, but before I do, I'm in a lovely, warm studio. Um, I could just do it with a nice woman. I really could. Um, we have a teddy bear with us, but... Uh, yeah. And I'm itching my gonads. <laughs> I, 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 I knew that would not make, for one second, a great podcast. <laughs> just, Just... It wouldn't even make... You know, I mean, even even the thought of Brexit would want to make you uh, itch your gonads. <laughs> this is really childish. <laughs> we should say we should put in the um, in the podcast notes. If you would like to itch your balls, just think of Brexit. <laughs> it does. It does. Does make one does. Want us all to itch our balls. Mm. I have an itchy feeling. Yeah. Um. Just not why we're on the podcast, though. Yeah. Um. If it's real itchy. Mm. I'll tell you what's a sucker for punishment. I got the Hoover out today. And it's... It, Apparently, this is like the Hoover with, like... Apparently, you've got to put the brushes on. (laughs) And I didn't. And it just... It just... Oh, man. It, like, sucked up every bit, like, that was on the car. Well, it didn't suck up every bit, but it might as well have done. And I was trying to see if I could suck up radioactive dust. (laughs) What with the Hoover? Yeah, just turn it on. We just threw in a track there just to um, break the session section up. Breaking down the sections, I don't know what's, uh, what can go into our podcasts and what can't, obviously. Um, and uh, we're just kind of pushing the limits now. Um, he said that the last podcast might not make it. The last podcast may not make it. I don't know. I'll have. A, I'll probably go on Spotify and have a listen. But I've just dropped a royalty-free track in there. Um, if for those who want to know where your royalty, here's another thing, right? Anchor, right? Here's another thing, you guys. I want you to do. 
Could you do a little thing where we could add our own music in? You know, say if we've done something in Garage Band and we want to drop it in the podcast. It probably we can, I don't know. Mm. I might see if I can do that. I might put this app onto another device that I have. That I have. Mm. Signing on that and try and see if I can copy other stuff from other apps into the into the podcast. Because if we can create our own music and it's original and we can have that in the podcast between segments, that's going to be even better. Um, but it'd be cool if we had, like, you could add your own songs as beds. I think the reason why Anchor don't do that is because, um, because, uh, because, 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 um, people could originally take songs from artists and plop them in. Oh yeah, I never thought of that. Well, I didn't until now. (laughs) It was like, do you remember the early days of, um, oh, what was that app called? YouTube? No, no, not not YouTube. SoundCloud? No. However, that was one of the that, that was a really good app in its day. Do you remember SoundCloud was good? <laughs> when SoundCloud was seriously, SoundCloud was that good that you could upload as much as you wanted. Now, um, you have to have a like a paid account, and. Um, the the paid accounts with uh, with SoundCloud really sucks, and another thing that sucks with SoundCloud now is you can't just search for anything like you could back in the heyday. They've changed so much. Mm. They really have. Yep. Um. Because SoundCloud back in the day. You know, you didn't have to go along with this premium accounts. But um, that's why a lot of people go Bandcamp or Mixcloud. Because those two uh, applications seem to be pretty good. But it's like everything now. It's like YouTube. YouTube's gone really rubbish. And I mean, seriously, even if you're on... It doesn't matter if you're a subscriber. If you if you're a subscriber or non, um, you know if you basically if you don't have a account or you you know it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter basically. Um, YouTube just YouTube is is like it is terrible, you know, and. YouTube has become people's livelihood, you know, livelihood, <laughs> yeah. But you know what sucks about YouTube, adverts, mm. you know, yeah. You'd be watching a video about, I don't know, you'd be watching a real good video on YouTube, mm. like uh, I don't know, you'll be watching somebody just run around with a camera. And, you know, show off their daily living. And in the middle of it, there'll be a bloody advert, you know? Um, It's like you'll be watching some educational content. And in the middle of what they're saying, they're watching an ad. Can I just say, 
I do not watch ads on YouTube. I skip them. I'm a skipping of ad person. I don't turn uh, the, the ad thing on. In fact, you can't do that now on YouTube. That's They've taken that away. So you can't turn the ads off. You've actually got to pay now to turn the ads off. But um, still, um, I'd rather skip the ad because you've got to watch about, is it 30 seconds of the ad before you can skip it? You know, and even then, even if you're watching, what, 10 seconds of the ad, the YouTuber's still getting paid, you know? They're still getting paid by views. They're still getting paid like, oh, they, this is this is the thing, right? Why, you know, YouTubers, seriously, the ones making the really good content, they've got like three or four ads over their videos. They need to stop worrying, mm. you know? And there's quite a few YouTubers now that have turned into PewDiePie. Seriously? <laughs> Some of my favourite channels that I'm subscribed to. I won't watch a video where they moan about, oh, we're being demonetised tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're, de- you're being demonetised tomorrow. Haven't you thought of other ways? Haven't you thought of other revenues? Like, I just mentioned Bandcamp earlier on. A lot of people that used to be on SoundCloud are not now. Well, I'm not saying they're not now, but it's just new stuff is not on SoundCloud. And a lot of people go, oh, we do know where to find new stuff. Bandcamp, folks, Bandcamp. In fact, I'm actually going to go and head to Bandcamp. Not right this moment, but yeah, um, Bandcamp is your place. And you have a Spotify premium anyway, don't you? Yeah, I have a Spotify. I mean, this was the thing, right? I decided, right, why would I go premium with SoundCloud? And I thought this. If it's just for uploading content, right? I've got to be honest, right? Why would you have a premium account just to upload content? That's a... this This is a thing that I want to moan about, right? You don't have... um. Like with Facebook, you don't have. Um, I mean, I think that's a. I think that's where Facebook should go next. They should start. Um, they should start doing that because then people will move to other platforms. You know, mm-hmm. they'd probably move to YouTube. Yeah, well, YouTube, YouTube. That's another thing. YouTube is becoming like Facebook. But I'll 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 leave that to another episode. Yeah, definitely leave that to another episode. Yeah, because we gotta talk. We gotta. But before we do move on, um, because I just said like SoundCloud was a really good app back in its day. But if people really are upset about not hearing anything good new or something, move to Bandcamp. Because SoundCloud is completely. I won't say it's dead, but because it's moving to this. This little thing called money, and uh, you know, um, you don't get to hear. In actual fact, it's because of these uh, premium uh, music streaming services, we don't get to hear anything new anymore. You know, and I don't just mean something off Radio One. 
Yeah. Because I was listening to an interview with somebody and it just ruined. I used to love Radio 1, but I, I don't do any more. No. I don't do any more. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear real new stuff that you haven't heard before in your life, um, don't touch any chart whatsoever. That's thing number one. And thing number two, um, thing number two is just look for, just basically, um, I don't know, find, I mean, on YouTube, you can still, the one beauty of YouTube, you can still search for music that's not in the chart. It's the only beauty. But really, there should be a music site out there for people who want to find new music that doesn't get played on the radio or Spotify or anywhere else. And um, if you want to hear that, you should be able to go to it. And uh, you should be able to pay to listen to it. You just if you just want to listen to it, um, fair dues. And if you want to buy it, you should. I mean, this is why people go to Bandcamp. We were saying about chip tune, how chip tune should be played on radio. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for. I think chip tune should go mainstream. People have used it quite recently uh, in mainstream. Have they? Yeah. Well, do you not remember that song, uh, Selfie? Everybody take a selfie! Mm. There was a chiptune version of that. And that chiptune version actually got into the charts. Never. No, I'm, I'm serious. And what's that other song? Uh, Sam Smith. Money on my mind has got an eight bit intro. It's got a chip tune intro. And Sam Smith um, allegedly did a chip tune album, but it didn't get anywhere. That would have been great, Sam Smith chip tune in the charts. It probably did go somewhere because there's a lot of people in the chip tune community that managed to get it, but I don't know. Maybe it must have been a rumour. Sam Smith chip tune album. It's probably somewhere. Um, I mean, uh, somebody did. Uh, oh crumbs. Somebody in the charts. Oh no, I'm thinking of Timberland. <laughs> You're thinking of Timberland. I am, but he. Uh, he didn't make a chip tune. He ripped off a chip tune. That's something that you can get. You guys can go off and look at. Mm. Morning, all. Well, what can I? What can I say? Absolutely glorious morning. The problem is, there's a bit of a chilly wind in the air, which means you've got to put your hood up a bit if you've got a hood. Hold on. Um, sun's a bit low, but what can you say? Beautiful. Absolutely. 
just I'm a bit annoyed that the clocks went forward today because that means well for some of us that's an an hour lost in bed Ugh. an hour lost in bed I know for some of us that's not really a bad issue but for some of us that is like traumatic an absolute traumatic thing um, a, few, a few of you listening to yesterday will have heard of me talking about Brexit and how angry I got I'm not going to talk about that because it's a really lovely day and I don't really want to be in an angry mood but um, being the victim of rock and roll I didn't discuss how uh, the, we are rock and roll v- victims probably because we rebel against a lot of things we rebel against the government we're not we don't like them you know I'm not voting in the next election um, and uh, do you get people that just want to turn the music up loud that's not a political thing uh, people want to I don't know want to get drunk and and do whatever they want to do but on a spiritual point of view um, I want to get this to a deeper meaning on a spiritual point of view we can rebel um, you can use your dreams to rebel I discussed this in a past episode go to that one and you can escape Whatever you need to. I'm going to stop very quickly. Hello folks. Um, I feel like I've abandoned you on this episode. I really have. Um, Yesterday's episode, I listened back to it. And it was a really, really good episode. Now, if you listen here on Anchor FM, you'll get some music as well as the talk. Um, if you listen over on Spotify, you'll just get the talk. I really want to talk to you guys. As I think this is more like, this is my podcast, but it's more yours than mine. And I feel that I wanted to talk about a very, two things. First of all, um, I know people have been asking for, the good old Facebook Live videos, which, unfortunately, I have a house rule. I can't do them anymore. And this is how this podcast has come about. It's for those who wanted the old Facebook Live. And if you've got any questions, feel free to ask them on Facebook. Because uh, that's where we hang out. And uh, I will answer them in the podcast. Now, something else I want to disclaim about Facebook. I've not spoke about it at all. And I thought about... I've I've had a long think. Um, not just today, uh, but yesterday. In fact, it was Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday. And it came to me, it dawned on me. 
that why don't I just use Facebook for work purposes? Um, because I'm using Tumblr for social purposes as well as work purposes. So Tumblr is very good for multi multi uh, stuff, but Facebook's not really good for that anymore. Um, and I mean, it's good that I can, <coughs> excuse me, um, get some content out there as DJ Megatron or as Mind Mob or the Imaginary Friends blog. They're the three pages I have that I post on without fail, you know, and and there is content that goes on those pages. But I, I just don't see anything worth reading on Facebook. Um, that's just, you know, and I don't feel people, um, you know, and I just think that, you know, really, um, I'm going to move probably over to Instagram for putting the old photos on, um, but trying to get some form of blog set up so it's it's more you know readable and stuff and it's less facebook orientated for those of you who are listening to this no i'm not one of those i'm leaving facebook and stuff i'm still using facebook but i want to use it in the right way i don't want these be these professional tits that go, oh, I'm only using Facebook professionally, and and after work, this is when I use Facebook, and this is when I don't use Facebook, no, no, I'm not one of those, um, yeah, I will be logging off it, but I will be kind of, there'll be times when I log on to have a look, you know, it'll be, it won't be in the morning, I've found, you know, people said the morning's a really bad time for social media. And it really is. Um, I find social media is really good. Just say, oh, it's hard to place when when's the right time for social media. I guess kind of... Um, well, if you're going to use it in the morning make sure you haven't got anything important to do first so uh, for my Facebook pages um, everything will be um, what's the word it'll all be written first Uh, it'll all be automated posts that you see because I should oh the way it should work is I put the content out. It's like Facebook basically own you. Think of Facebook as a tutor that you're giving your assignment to and they read it and check it and blah blah blah. That's what Facebook's like. So basically, Facebook's like handing your work in and they distribute it the way it should be. And that's what it should be. That's how it should be. 
for my wall. I guess, you know, on a Monday night, I'll still put pictures of my pint and, you know, pictures of my meal and blah, blah, blah. If people want to see that. But, um, all in all, it won't be much, you know. Um, I'll check in once in a while if I feel the need. Like, every Sunday, I will check my Facebook. Because Sundays are just laid back, kickback days, Saturday nights, Sunday, you know, that's the time to check Facebook properly. But really, through the week, Facebook gets a bit dull. You know, I mean, the Monday nights, I'll show off my night out and just, you know, if I've been on a proper night out, I'll show that off. But really, Facebook's like, it's not, social media's dead to me. I think, um, I, I I think, you know, um, I've got a Facebook page. I I think that's like, I'm using that as, because I haven't got an actual website set up at the moment, which I'm thinking going back to WordPress to do. Uh, Tumblr. You know, Tumblr, now for Tumblr, I've got a couple of things running. Uh, but I'm going to have a couple of new things running. So there will be, there won't be a DJ Megatron blog on Tumblr, unfortunately. Um, because reason being is Tumblr's still social media. I want to move, I want to get something set up for DJ Megatron proper. Something more professional. I've got an idea for a website. I just need to let it bloom. Um, and I have other ideas in the pipeline. And the website's not really an important thing. It is a thing that needs happening. But it's it's a thing that, you know, obviously... Um, the end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, and that's what I'm also here talk about my record label which i'm thinking about setting up next year i'm starting it this year i hate to say by september this year we'll already have a record label now um i've thought of having it the record label set up where where all the action's happening now, I want to set it up at the Botanic Gardens in the same place where Generation is. The reason is, here's the reason, hear me out when I talk about this, right? I am basically giving people a venue where they can play a gig, Okay? Um, even play at a couple of my generation nights if you feel the need. Uh, but that's that's where th- things are going. We are moving things around with 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 generation and stuff. Um, the record label will open. I want to open it before Dada Fest starts. Dada, we mean Dada as disability, deaf and disability arts. So, 
Um, I'm not going to ask for a grant off Dada, but it'd be nice to have the record label open around that time, because if it opens around that time, um, I can go around and find people at Dada Festival. I'd still like to play around Dada Festival. There's an issue with Dada Fest, though, so hopefully we can have our own festival um, after that time. I'm hoping to have a music festival next year. That's my plan. Um, hopefully. Um, but that's a big thing next year that we want to do. Now, the record label is hopefully going to be... Uh, I was thinking... Um the the basically the record label is a community based label so what happens is i put people on the label i listen to you i put you on the label and you'll get played on mcgull radio um, you'll get played on um, all the community stations will basically play you. That's how it happens. Um, you don't have to have a commercial sound. This is where we're headed. You have to sound completely original. And I have a few rules. Rule number one, you have to be creative. That's rule number one. Rule number two, you have to sound original. Rule number three, you don't... Ha I don't want people caring how they look. I care about your sound, not how you look. You know, you could look... Like a complete tramp. Uh, and still have an amazing sound come out your amplifier. It's seriously. If you've got a sound. If if I'm walking around and I hear something that I, wanna, I want to buy. And hear a, a complete album of. I want to hear 12 songs of that. That's basically where we're heading. Um... And I'm also going to create my own songs on the label too. Because I want to hear my own stuff. Um, unfortunately, that's happening. Um, but the record label... Um, name... Um, is really at heart. Now I want to call... I want to call it um, Tabor Records. Because Tabor means light. I wanted to call it Torch Records, but I realised the Torch... If I called it Torch Records, um, there'd be something there. So I'm not going to do it there. So 
Um, yeah, Tabor Records. Tabor means light. It's got something to do with light. And... Um, it's a drum as well. And... It's a community-based label with a community-based sound. And it's, I don't care who your audience are, I just care about your sound. If I get somebody coming to me saying, um, I'm a folk, bluegrass, uh, prog rock, psychedelic, trance band Cool. I want to hear that. <laughs> you know, I really want to hear that instantly. Um, you know, if you're a an acoustic death metal band, well, you know, this is what I want to hear. People who don't care about their genres, they just care about their sound. They care about what they want to make. Um if I get people saying um, we are a Christian punk band, we want to, you know, we're getting thrown away by a lot of labels. A lot of labels won't even sign us because it's not just our sound, but what we're singing about, our message. I want you straight on my label, you know. I just I'll just take anybody uh that's original you know genres don't matter to me uh because if you are looking for a genre you are that's that's too conservative for me if somebody says to me um I'm a classical uh, basically, I play punk rock, but I do it with a violin and a hurdy-gurdy and a viola and a trombone. And we also do a bit of free jazz and this and that and the other. Oh, man, I seriously want to hear. You know, we're losing... We, we're just... We're just... We're, just we're, not, we're not hearing proper mainstream. We're not hearing, like, proper music. Because of this mainstream, um, and you know, I've even I've even got my producer listening to Acid House. He's got me to thank for that because uh, I got we we found uh, Love Can't Turn Around. I got I. I got him introduced to that and he was like, whoa. I was like, yeah, man, where do you think this music comes from? <laughs> you know, where do you think EDM comes from? You know, you, you, you don't, you know, just forget your disappointing drops and go back to listen to something like Love Can't Turn Around by uh, Jack Master Funk. And seriously, You'll be throwing your hands in the air. I mean, it's, you can't not love that track. It's it's just like that's what made what you listen to today, really. Um, Jack Master Funk and Frankie Knuckles, uh, 
they were the original kings of house music, you could probably say. Um, and we also have our cousins from the industrial music as well to thank. And all the early electronic music from Germany. And people just don't listen to it. Um, they'd rather listen to something new. But there isn't anything new as such because it's all been done. You know, you read about uh, all these avant-garde bands. I mean, seriously, um, if you are a new producer, you want to produce something new, you have to listen to Troutmaster Replica from Captain Beefheart. You have to listen to Morton Sabotnik. Um, you know, just anything like... Um, I mean, where do you think the the stuff that Kraftwerk made and Depeche Mode and Gary Newman in the eighties? Where do you think their music came from? You know, you always look at that. You know, Devo. Seriously, this. You know, you go back to like seventies and the eighties. People did things. You know. They looked at what they had and they created something new. I remember in the 90s, um, I wasn't a big hip-hop kid. And now, I think, where does that music come from when I was a kid? Messing around with drum machines. I've, I am creating that music right now. I've actually got a, a drum machine, which my uncle gave me it's a Yamaha TD10 it's not a great drum machine but um, I mean technically you know you can use it for acid house arguably I've got some sounds on my Roland drum kit um, I'm quite unfortunate I've got the 909 sound which I actually found and I've got a couple of other sounds um, which I'll be using on my uh, record. Gibbs Revenge, um, I've decided to use the Roland on um, and the TD-10. And I've also got an idea which um, Adamski did with the uh, Killer Track, where they used the some of the drum machine notes over the, over the bass line, so I'll be playing around with that, certainly. Um, because I think, you know, um, I've also been listening to some Morton Sabotnik and, um, Delia Derbyshire. See, Delia Derbyshire, everybody goes, dubstep! I mean, if you hear, if you hear Delia Derbyshire, that's like years old, that's like 60s and 70s, you know, I think some of it goes back to the 50s, but, you know, early electronic tape music. So, yeah, I mean, you know, tape electronic music. Now, I want to end this episode with something that I want to talk about as well. Um, my book. Unfortunately, I haven't got anything to read, but I will read a couple of passages. 
in the next episode of the podcast. But I do want to say that it is very geared towards cyberpunk and it's written it's written in the style of William S. Burroughs. Basically the chapters just they just carry on. They just I like this fact that you know it's very um it's kind of you know it's it's just I don't know. I'm gonna publish it um on Amazon for free um but I am working on another book The Adventures of DJ Megatron and um I've decided to put a lot of the settling in that book uh a lot of generation how I started my nightclub what I think about discos and functions, what I think about venues, um, a little bit of my life in it. I don't really want to do an autobiography because I find them boring. Seriously, you know, um, I want to make it funny. I want to make it witty. Um, I want to talk about the people who've looked after me. I want to talk about people who've let me down. Oh, and I want to talk about transportation you know, um, and seriously, it's going to be, uh, I mean, if you've watched It All Goes Pete Tong, that's basically been my life. I've not been to proper nightclubs. I've only been to crappy karaoke clubs and discos. And I really, really want to emphasise that in the book. Um, you know, I want to talk about some good music festivals that I've been to in the book. Um, but I've decided to do that this year as well. Get it started. Um, because that book, I'm actually going to get it properly published. People are screaming out for that. And I just want to put, you know, um, a bit of a bit of my sex life is going in the books. I think people want that. Um, I also want to talk about drugs and alcohol in the book, drinking on stage. I want to put that in the book. Um, My journey, working in the Make It Workshop, put that in the book too. Um, just some very important bits. Um, what you can do with a gap year after you leave college. All that kind of thing, really. <clears throat> um there won't be too much about Magul Radio. There'll be a little bit, but there'll be less kind of... I don't know. I want to be one of those... I'm not telling you how to do radio in the book. Um, 
those secrets I hold to my heart. Because um, these days, it's so easy to get into radio. I will mention my hospital radio days. Um, I will talk about Southport Hospital Radio because that was a joke, complete joke. Um, and uh, seriously, I want to talk about um, my friends. I'm going to talk about my documentary as well in the book, Behind the Scenes, How I Met Green, um, How I Met Green Intellectual, and just how I met some fantastic people in the book. How I met James McShane. Uh, all those kind of stuff. But I'm, there's some people I'm leaving out the book for a very good reason. Um, oops. Um, but yeah. So... I'm also going to put in the book about school. And even though I didn't know, basically, I do think back, and it's good to leave those skeletons in the closet, but the one skeleton that's managed to escape is I've learnt that I, I was in a dead end through school. I didn't want to read, I didn't want to write, I didn't want to learn maths. Um, because I didn't see the point in it. And I still don't see the point in it. Um, you know, however... The, the things that have got me through, well, the thing that's got me through life or whatever, is just... Learning from other people. Um, I mean, I'm still quite frustrated because when I went to college, music production, I didn't learn the last year of my national diploma. This I'm not going to put in the book, by the way. So if you are listening, make sure you do stay tuned to this bit. I wanted to learn cassette machines. I wanted to learn tape machines. I wanted to learn what tape machines do. I still want to learn what tape machines do. Um, I would love to have a three-headed cassette machine. They're very expensive, but... Um, you can do it all on a computer. And um, I actually told Citrix, because he went and did an album using a tape machine. I went and told him, I said, use the tape machine to your best advantage. Because you've got another instrument there that you could, that you could use. And there's so much you could do with that tape. And... I did because I do know about real-to-real -real machines through a friend of mine, 
and I said, uh, what else did I say to him? I said, um, oh, what else did I say? Because I'm going to, I'm going to put this in the book as well. My conversations that I've had with, uh, Citrix, uh, a chiptune artist, absolutely fantastic guy. Um, Of course, I'm not going to put all the little bits, you know, you'll have to find him yourself and have, you know, uh, but we spoke about bass lines, about the Amiga, um, about how, um, you know, stuff like that. I really wanted to learn about why games consoles, the reason why, a lot of people don't tell you this, a lot of reason why games consoles sound why they do is because um like the meat the amiga for uh, example um has a nice well it puts out a sample rate of oh i got told it puts out a sample rate of Um, I mean, if you're in reason, if you not reason, if you've got logic, uh, you could easily emulate the sound of an Amiga, because all you need to do is um, get your sample rate to about uh, twelve kilohertz, and you want your bit rate, even though it's an 8-bit machine, you want your bit rate to be somewhere around 16-bit. Um, because you think for an 8-bit machine, the sound is not necessarily 8-bit sound. Um... Nintendo, um, they had 8-bit sound, but their sample rate was down to 4. No, it wasn't. It was down to 6. That's the sample rate. Um, it's very low sample rate, but, you know, very hard machines to emulate if you're doing fake bit which is what a lot of people do very hard machines to emulate and you listen to them I mean, if you listen to the sound of an amiga um very raw machine because of its sample rate and it's it's bit depth is in fact the amiga bit depth um is the same bit depth that um the Sound Blaster FM synthesizers have. And this is something I'm going to write about in the book. Because I know a lot of people want to know this. I I wanted to know it for years. Um, also, um, cassettes are fantastic to record on. Because you can do a lot of stuff with, with cassette that you can't do with digital. Um, you can manually multi-track you have to do a lot of listening with tape. Um, 
with digital, you can just hit record and go and next track, hit record and go. But a cassette tape, if you've got a four track cassette tape, you have to rewind, get everything in the right place. You have to use your ears. You have to use your ears. A lot of it's with listening and um, a lot of people that use their eyes, that people who visual, I used to say to a couple of my friends, a few of my sighted friends that were on the course, when they turned to me and they said, how do you work? The question they asked me was, how do you make a song? Um and it sounds really good and all this. And I said, do you really want to know? And they said, yeah, yeah, we want to know. I said, well, come and see me in the canteen at break time. So they did. They came, they they waited till break time. They followed me to the canteen. And I told them, I said, I said, close your eyes. I said, they were they were stunned. They were like, what? and uh, there was a couple of guys that that did it. They um, one of the lads he he said oh, I had to had to blindfold myself with a tea towel. <laughs> and he he was at home with um, Ableton working. This is on the final major project. Uh, he went home and he blindfolded himself with a tea towel, <laughs> and he couldn't do it. And I said, I said, look, I said, you don't listen with your eyes. I got frustrated and the whole class heard me. I said, you don't listen with your eyes, you know. You listen with your ears, you know. And uh, the tutors agreed with me. But I didn't really want to give them my secret. But I kind of, even to this day, even, you know, I... I listen with my ears, you know. And I'm making a track. Um, so. And I kind of disagree with digital. You know, I don't like MIDI so much. Uh, a lot of people call me old-fashioned. But seriously. You know. I'd love to DJ with tape machines. I really would. Um, but I haven't found tape machines that, um, you know, you could DJ with reel to reels, no problem. But uh, I was gonna get. <clears throat> I tell you, what I was gonna do. I had this mad idea. I wanted to DJ with two video players. Um, but yeah, I'm going to end this episode because I'm really tired and I was going to go to bed an hour ago, but I felt like I had to speak to you guys and feel free to subscribe to these podcasts. If you're on Spotify, um, I always put these on my social media as well. So you can find out what we do and, uh, feel free to just sit back and listen to me witter on
and um, I am working on the mind of a burger uh, this Tuesday night. Actually, it's part of part of what I do, um, and I'm really, really serious about this podcast. I've got some content for the next three or four weeks. I know it's a bit long to work on a podcast, but it's trying to get all the content together. And it's not like this podcast where I just whip it all together and post it. It's a bit more to it. So, guys, um, I really enjoyed doing this. Today's one has probably been a little bit short, but I really hope you've enjoyed it.